up Driving when the sun goes down The hum of 18 wheels Lord, that's a lonely sound I spend all day Chasing that old white line I've been on the road so long I've lost track of time Hey friends, this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn of Lonesome Road Ministry. Our website is lonesomeroad.org or you can call us at 618-383-2107. That's my partner Fred Mooney. And I am so excited about being here with you. Yeah, we're going to enjoy this ride today with our friends and family out there on that old Lonesome Road. We got some great music on our program today. And we have personal testimonies. And maybe just a little bit of preaching. All right. And thy words shall be a witness unto you today. So buckle up. Relax. And hold on tight because here we go. Church on the Road. Right here on your favorite radio station. Praise the Lord, the road is my life. Hey, and I've got my partner with me, Fred Mooney. Hi, I'm glad to be here in the cab. Hey, we're going to take a ride with Dr. David Gibbs today. Oh, David Gibbs, I love him. He's possibly one of the best storytellers I've ever heard. Well, you're going to love the stories he tells today. I mean, they're just, well, it, it, it's amazing. I heard it. It's, it's impossible. It's, it's almost impossible. We're gonna, he's going to talk about... Being a water walker. Well, what is a water walker? We're going to find out today as we listen to Dr. David Gibbs. But first, we got a great song by our good friend Bill Shell. And the title of it is Rise Up and Walk. Yes, and this is a great song. Bill Shell's got an amazing studio down in southern Illinois at New Burnside, Illinois, Appletown Studios. And what's what's Bill's phone number there, Fred? His phone number is 618-518-0319. That is 618-518-0319. Yeah, that, just give Bill Shell a call if you have a song that you would like for him to uh, work on. Bill does a great job of whatever kind of uh, music you got. Bill will accommodate you. He has multi-talents. Bill's written thousands of songs. I mean, that sounds impossible, but with God, we find out 
Nothing's impossible. Amen. And sometimes all you have to do is ask. Ask, yes. Well, let's listen to this song by Bill Shell, Rise Up and Walk, and then we've got a great message for you. For 38 years, he lay there just waiting, for he needed some help to wait in the pool. Then Jesus passed by, he said, why are you waiting? Then he spoke to the lame man words he longed to hear. You may rise up and walk. There's strength for your journey. You may rise up and and walk Now you may be crippled by life's disappointments You may need some help You can't stand alone Oh Jesus is coming He's coming to help you Oh, hear him, he's calling, would you long to hear? You may rise up and walk, there's strength for your journey. You may rise up and walk, stand up on your feet. Your prayer has been answered, your Rise up and walk. You may rise up and walk. Rise up and walk. There's strength for your journey. You may rise up and walk. Rise up and walk. Stand up on your feet. Stand on your feet. Your prayer has been answered. Your need is provided. Fred, that is a great song by Bill Shell, and uh, he's got some, I don't know how many CDs he's got. He's Like I said, he's written thousands of songs. If you'd like to have some of his music, you can call him, and that phone number is? 618-518-0319. And now we've got a great story by Dr. David Gibbs. Uh, what do you think of this story as uh, we was listening to it, Fred? All I could say was, 
Wow. <laughs> it kind of sounds impossible, doesn't it? It does. It does sound impossible. But you know, nothing is impossible with God. All right. Here's Dr. David Gibbs. Turn in your Bibles to the book of Matthew, the book of Matthew, chapter 14. The book of Matthew, chapter 14. I was traveling with a dear black brother, a wonderful friend of mine, a great pastor, great preacher. And we're traveling all night together, and pretty soon, when you travel all night, we kind of forget about what to talk about, because you kind of talked everything out, and we're just sitting there killing time, watching the miles go by. And this dear black friend of mine said, you know, Brother Gibbs, I'd share something with you. I said, yeah. What? He said, I asked for God to do something impossible in my life. And he said, God's done it every day for seven years. I said, really? I said, what did you ask God for that was impossible? He said, I asked God to let me win one soul a day to Jesus Christ each and every day. And Brother Gibbs, for seven years, God's let me win at least one soul a day to Christ for seven years. Now, maybe you know people who do that. I didn't know any. I said, let me get this right. You're not, you're not Joshua. You're telling me for sure one a day. He said, that's what I asked for and that's what I got. Now, he said, I actually asked for something a little more specific. He said, I asked God to let me win one a day, and I told God I don't want to count anybody who's saved in my church services. And he said, a lot of people get saved in church services, but I told God I don't want to count those. And then I told God, I want to be assured in my own heart they really meant it. Now, he said, that's nothing to do with them getting saved. I just asked God for that. And he said, Brother Gibbs, God has not missed a day for seven years. I said, wow. He said, I'm on the soul patrol right now. I said, what's the soul patrol? He said, I've asked for it. God's got it. All I have to do is find it. And he said, I had the privilege to lead two to Christ yesterday. He said, now it's past midnight. It's about 3.30 in the morning. And, and he said, God's got one for me today, and I'm going to get it. I said, that's great. He said, yeah, maybe in a minute when we get off here, we're almost out of fuel. He said, maybe the one will be in the gas smart. He said, I don't know. But he said, God's not missed one day in seven years. By the way, how many of you would love to lead one a day to Christ? You, you'd love it. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm at, I said, now, preacher, you're not speaking evangelistically, right? I mean, you're telling me one, because I was stunned. He said, no, I'm telling you, one a day. Well, we pulled up, beautiful gas smart, all lit up, brand new, real modern. And, man, I looked inside. You could see inside real good. I saw a lady in there. And as we got out of our car, he said, maybe the one God's got for me, Brother Gibbs, is that lady in there. And I thought, you know, I'd like to see that. This would make a good preaching story. <laughs> How many of you preachers know what I'm talking about, right? I mean, I just like to see something. We put our gas in, went inside to pay. 
And man, we walked up and got some some food. I, I love shopping at Gas Smarts because again, there's nothing healthy there, and it's all good stuff. And man, we got all our stuff on the counter. And this girl's behind the counter. This dear black man and me, we're standing on the other side. And what he did next floored me. He looked at this girl. Man, it is three thirty, quarter to four in the morning. And he looks at her and he says. You and I may have an appointment you don't know about. And I thought, couldn't you warm it up a little bit? And I mean, his voice, and and he's shaking. His voice is shaking. He said, if you are going to be dead when the sun comes up, Would you go to heaven or hell? And I'm like, man, you're scaring me. Man, that's one girl behind the counter. That's us two guys. Man, the sun's not coming up for a couple hours. This is... And all I could think of is God... This is not how you do it. (laughs) The next thing she does, real slow, is she never takes her eyes off us, but she starts going under the counter. (laughs) And I'm now I'm sweating. And I'm thinking, oh, please, Jesus, don't let there be a gun back there. (laughs) And you know what she brought up? A Bible. She lays the Bible down, and she says, thank you, thank you, thank you for asking me. She said, I'm born again, I'm on my way to heaven. If I wasn't alive when the sun comes up, I'd be in the arms of Jesus. Heaven's my home, my sins are forgiven. I mean, man, we lit her fuse. She's telling me how by the shed blood of Jesus, she's on her way to heaven. But she said, I've always wanted somebody to ask me at work. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That was wonderful. And I thought, oh, shucks, she's saved. No story. Now, what happened next pulled me right out of my shoes. I am telling you, we were the only, this thing is so lit. There's only three of us, the girl, him, and me. And out of nowhere, there's a lady standing behind us who speaks. How she got in there, I can't tell you. But when she started talking, I about went to the third heaven, because I got shook. Where did you come from? She said, oh, thank you, thank you, I'm on my way to it. And the lady behind us, holding two things of milk, says... Well, she may know she's going to heaven, but I don't. I am like, beam me up, Scotty. What's going on here? What in the world? That lady starts talking. I mean, we never said a word to her. She said, my mom died. Just a little over a week ago. 
And on my mom's deathbed, she pled with me to trust Christ, and I told her no. She said, my mom's final words, grasping my hand, was, please, please, Darla, trust Christ. And I told her no, and my mom died. She said, I hadn't been able to sleep, not a night. She said, that's why I'm down here getting the kids milk. She said, I can't sleep. I'm scared to death. I'm going to die and go to hell. And she looked at my friend and she said, your appointment's not with her, it's with me. Now, maybe you've seen that. Man, I'm telling you, I am like, whoa, this is like impossible. Man, my preacher friend turned to the girl behind the counter and said, God bless you, sister, she's right, my appointment's not with you, it's with her. And he turned to this lady and he said, God sent me so that you can go to heaven. That lady says, I want you to pray. And without asking, this is a linoleum floor, she gets on her knees. Now, when she did that, we got on our knees. And man, he's sitting there leading her to Christ, taking her through the Romans road. And leading her to Christ, the girl behind the counter is just sobbing. Her mascara's running down her face. and Now, two guys walk in. And what they see is the girl behind the counter sobbing. A lady on her knees, two guys on their knees, and they came walking up, and the guy looked at us and he said, is this a stick-up? <laughs> now, I love, I, I mean, I said, no, 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 but I love what my preacher friend did. He said, sure is, I'm stealing one right out of the devil's hand. That's what he told me. Wow. And the guy said, what's going on here? Now, before any of us could answer, the girl behind the counter starts again. And how many of you know, women will answer when nobody rings their phone. They, they just talk. She, don't you take that one home, all right? She starts telling these guys everything. And you know, men do a general story. She is like so... She said, they walked in here and they bought this stuff right here. And he said, maybe he had an appointment with me because he wasn't sure if I wasn't going to be alive when the sun comes up, I go to heaven or hell. And I told him, no, 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 I'm going to heaven. Man, I showed him for my Bible. I know the Lord is my Savior. But his appointment wasn't with me, it was with her. And you should have seen what she did to her mama. I, I mean, she'd tell him all... The... This little southern girl is just... She told her mama on her deathbed, no, no, no. Now she'd not been able to sleep for ten days. Now she's down here buying milk for the kids. And I'm like, wrap it up. And finally she says, and man, he's taken her through the verse. And now she starts parroting the Romans road back to these guys. Finally, she's all done. And I said, this is unreal. He said, we're truck drivers. And he said, we go up and down this road five nights a week. And we never stop here. But somehow we got talking tonight, what would happen if we weren't alive when the sun came up? 
And we got so shook. And he said, my hands got shaken so bad I was afraid driving the truck. But I said, let's pull off here. And he said, I came in here to get away from it. And without an invitation, he gets down on his knees and says to my friend, could you help me? I'm like, we're going to have revival in a gas mart. My friend, his hands are shaken. And he said to these people, he said, now you can see I'm no good at this. And he said, my voice always shakes when I'm nervous and I just... But he said, I got some good news for you. He leads both of them to Christ. Then he gave them assurance verses, got their names. He said, I'll get a great church in your area to follow right up on you. That lady got up, she hugged my neck. She said, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I said, lady, if it had only been me here, nothing would have happened. But you ran into a water walker. You ran into somebody who asked God for the impossible. On the way out to get in our car, my pastor friend turned to me and Brother Glendy said, David, you could do that. He said, there's only one difference between you and me. He said, I asked. Did it ever dawn on you only one disciple went water walking that night? There could have been 12 water walkers. John, why didn't you ask? Matthew, Mark, Luke, why didn't you guys ask? Only one went water walking, Peter, because he's the only one who asked. What would it take for you to ask? You say, Brother Gibbs, that's a great story. Yeah, it sure changed my life. But I want to tell you, now I have people coming up to me across America saying, I asked, and God's not missed one day in three and a half years. A high school boy asked, has not missed one day in five and a half years. I had a pastor come up to me and he said, Brother Gibbs, I asked, and he said, I, we had soul winning and we, But he said, I asked, and God has not missed a day in four years. Would you ask? Well, Brother Gibbs, I'm I'm not good at it. Can I give you a little warning? Nobody's good at the impossible. It's impossible. How many of you are amazed at how many things you're not good at? Hold your hand up. That's all of us. A young man came up to his pastor in Jacksonville, Florida, and he said, 
Preacher, I, I want you to pray for me. He said, man, I want God to do the impossible, and, and, and I want to ask. And he said, but how would I do it? This young man, due to trauma at birth, had some horrible limitations. Number one, his nervous system was severely damaged at birth, and he couldn't stop his hands from shaking. And his voice had a terrible tremor. On top of that, his limbs were somewhat twisted. And then tragic enough, with a voice and a severe tremor and twisted limbs, because of a mishap in the birth canal, they massively scarred his face. And he said, how, how, how would I do it? He said, these were the words he told his preacher. He said, I'm damaged goods. It had so impaired his IQ, he could not read or write. He said, how would God do the impossible with me? How? His preacher said, well, I know one thing. God can do the impossible even through you, Tim. And he said, why, why don't you just hand out tracts? The preacher had no idea what he was about to unleash. Because a boy who can't read or write, who can't stop his body from shaking, whose voice has a tremor, became the best soul winner that church has ever had. Brother Boucher, come up here. Let me show you how he does it. He can't read, he can't write, he can't stop shaking. But you know what he does? He walks up to people with a gospel track in his hand, and he says, somebody gave me this, and, 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 and I can't read. Would you read this to me? Now, someone did give it to him, his pastor. And he said, could, could you read that to me? I'd like to know what. Can you Amen. read? Can you read? Yes, sir. Would you read, read that to, to me? Yes. Step one, admit that you have sinned. Uh-oh. As it it's, is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Are you a sinner? Yes, sir. Oh, me. And he has people read the tracks to him. <laughs> He said, Brother Gibbs, there is not a month he doesn't bring 30 people down the aisle. I serve a God that can do the impossible. Thank you. We teach the kids to sing a song. You know the song. This little light of mine, sing it with me. I'm good. No, no, no. Get your light up there. Get it up. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Now, 
We teach that to the kids. But that's just a kid's song. Because once you get to be an adult, we'll show you how to put a bushel on it. What's the second verse? Hide it under a bushel. No. No, wait, you got to say no better than that. Hide it under a bushel. No. I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. No. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. God's looking for somebody with a passion to do the impossible. That young man, you know what I think I'd have said to him? Buddy, God honors your, your, your intentions. God doesn't mean for you to do the impossible. God just loves it that you want to. Listen, God's not stopped by any hindrance. But you have to ask. Look at the second requirement. Number one, you got to ask. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. Now, the second requirement is in the verse by not being in the verse. You say, Brother Gibbs, I I don't understand what you mean. Okay? Brother Vaughn, we're in the boat and we want to go water walking. Brother Scott, let's go water walking. And by the way, this is not a good night to stand up in the boat, let alone get out of the boat. Remember, this boat is wildly out of control. But here's the second requirement. If we're going water walking, you know what I think I'd have said, Lord, would you please fix the circumstances, flatten this sea? Because I just don't think the circumstances are right to go water walking. I want you to hear me. Number one, you gotta ask. But if you want to do the impossible, you gotta get your eyes off of the circumstances and you got to stop asking God to fix them. Because He's going to do the impossible in spite of the circumstances. Oh, boy, be careful. Brother Vaughn, oh, man, in this economy, now's not the time to think about a campground. You know what that is? That's circumstances. Oh, I'll tell you right now, preacher, I, I just don't know that now it... And all of a sudden, your life isn't governed by the impossible in faith. Your life is governed by circumstances. Listen, when you're going to do the impossible, circumstances don't mean anything. It's impossible no matter what the circumstances are. What would it take for you to get your eyes off the circumstances? A young girl comes forward in church just graduated from Bible college. And the preacher comes down and is going to pray and says, what can I pray with you about? And her name's Helen, and she said, I want God 
to use me as a missionary, and I know where God wants me to go. The preacher said, that's wonderful. Where are you going to go? She said, I'm going to go to the headhunters of Malaysia. She said, all the missionaries have pulled out because they keep eating them. The oil companies have left because they keep eating the oil workers. They need the gospel, and I want to go. This preacher looked at this young lady and said, you want to go to the headhunters where they eat people? She said, yeah, no mission board will send me because they say it's suicide. But preacher, you taught me about the God of the impossible. Like that, her parents came forward. And they said, will you please talk some sense into her head? The circumstances aren't right to go. And I love what this college girl did. He said, Brother Gibbs, she's, she's not big. She's just a petite young lady. She got on her knees and she said, you don't need to scare me. I'm already afraid. But she said, my God is the God who can do the impossible. And what I want to do is go take the gospel to them because we're commanded. Wow. He said, we prayed over her, and man, 30 days later, she purposed to go. No one would go with her. Can you imagine? Go into the headhunters with nobody with you. He said, we put everything together. Got a couple from our church who was going to take her as far as the chopper would go. They hired a chopper to take her up into the highlands of Malaysia. And the, this pastor telling me this story is Special Forces Green Beret. He said, Brother Gibbs, I've repelled out of choppers. He said, you don't know what it is to be 200 feet off the ground and start repelling down a rope. He said, it's frightening. And he said, here's a college girl going to do it. The choppers can't land because the natives have figured out how to foil their blades with their spears and they bring the chopper down and eat the crew. And they got an old oil chopper pilot to fly him up into the highlands. And they got ready to drop her down. Every circumstance is wrong. Every circumstance. The chopper pilot, kind of a granddad fella, turned to this young lady. And he said, we're about to come to the drop zone. But he said, I'm begging you, don't go. He said, you don't know these people. He said, it's not just that they'll kill you. He said, they'll keep you alive for a month. They'll torture you every way imaginable. Don't go. He said, I know in 60 days I'm supposed to come back here and lift you out. And he said, in 60 days I'll be back. But he said, you won't be here. I love what she said to that man. She said, sir, I don't have to come back, but I do have to go. And all he kept saying, but it's impossible. I wonder if you'd have been willing to go down that line. Man, they dropped her down, dropped her big, huge duffels of everything, and the chopper left. This preacher said, I was in anguish, anguish. Oh, he said, 
I didn't know how to pray. God, protect her. And then I kept saying, but God, if, they, if they're going to kill her, let it be merciful. He said, I didn't know what to say. Sixty days later, the chopper pilot pulled back over that drop zone, and down there is Helen Stringer. You know what no one knew? The very tribe she dropped in on top of had a legend 200 years old that one day a female god would come out of the sky. And they were supposed to worship that female god. She landed and they immediately laid everything down and started worshiping her and saying, you are a god. She said, no, I'm not a god, but I'm from him. And you're supposed to do what I tell you. She said, it was the easiest soul winning you have ever done in your life. Whoa. You know what happened next? She won this tribe and she said, now are there other, they said, oh, we are the headhunters. But just up the river are the people we fear. They're the headhunters who eat the headhunters. And they begged her, don't go up the river. Man, she went up the river. You know what no one knew? They had a legend that one day a female god would come up the river. You know, I've told her story. And a little over a year ago, I had the privilege to meet Mrs. Stringer. And when she walked out, I said, you're the lady who did that? I mean, so petite, so... And she came up and whispered in my ear and she said, Brother Gibbs, when... You tell my story, you make it sound like I did it. She said, I didn't do it. God did it. You know why you don't need to worry about the circumstances? They're nothing to God. God let the wind blow. Man, Peter's not going to walk on a calm sea. He's going to be on an out-of-control sea. Number one, you gotta ask. Number two, you gotta get your eyes off of the circumstances. And let me just say this, the brighter you are, the better acumen you have, the better you are at spotting circumstances. The very gift of intelligence that God gave you paralyzes you. Write the third thing down. Number one, you gotta ask. Number two, you gotta get your eyes off the circumstances. Number three, you got to throw away all plan B's. you got to throw away all plan B's. Now, we're going water walking, Brother Vaughn, Brother Scott. Okay, we're going to do this. But i got an idea. Jesus, we three want to go. We're asking. But Jesus, could you come this way a little bit? Get a little closer. Because we, we believe you. We trust you. But just in case we step out and you don't come through, we want to be where we can grab the boat. Because we believe in you, but we love a plan B. Plan A is we're going water walking. Plan B, God didn't come through and we got the boat. 
Will you write this down? Your plan B is an offense to God. It's an offense to God. Man, this is like somebody who says, well, I'm going to get saved, but I'm going to do a couple other religions too, just in case God don't come through in yours. That's an offense to God. Man, you got a number one ask. You got a number two, get your eyes off the circumstances. And number three, you got to forget about your plan B. Now, I want to confess to you, man, I struggle with this because I'm not a plan B guy. I'm a plan B, D, C, E, and F guy. Man, I mean, I got a plan. How many of you do that same kind of thing? I got a plan that backs up a plan that backs up a plan. And you know what God says? That's an affront to me. You asked? Don't be double-minded. You got to ask in faith. Because if you don't ask in faith, the Bible says, let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. Man, if you're counting on the boat, you better hang on to the boat. But when you want God to do the impossible, you got to ask, you got to get your eyes off the circumstances, and number three, you got to get rid of plan B. Write number four now. Going to do the impossible, you got to get out of the boat. Up until now, it's just all good preaching. Now it's time to go water walking. And you got to step out by faith. Look at what the Bible says, verse 29. And he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Wow. You know what? At some point, you're going to say, God, I want to do the impossible. And I'm going to ask. And God, I'm taking my eyes off the circumstances, and I don't have a plan B. Helen Stringer, what was plan B? Didn't have one. What were the circumstances? Everything was wrong. But down that rope she went. And boy, did she water walk. At some point, you got to stop talking about it. And you have got to step out by faith. The first rain came on the day of Pentecost. And a river flowed from their innermost being. And they would never, never thirst again. We are living in the time of the latter rain. And with this rain comes the glory. It's beginning to rain. And he's calling us to the river.
Fred, that was one unbelievable message, but I'll tell you, Dr. David Gibbs has got some great messages, and uh, you know, nothing is impossible with God. Once again, all I could say is, wow. Wow, yeah, that's a wow for sure. And uh, you know, there's many people out there that just need to ask God to take them to the next level. Ask. You have not because you asked not. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine uh, asking God to for one person a day and him doing that for seven years, but I know it's true. I remember when I first got 
started this cassette tape ministry, making uh, 25 tapes a week out of my basement. And I, had, I told God, if he would just let me win one soul, it would be all worth it. When that first phone call came in and a guy had given his life to Christ, I mean, it was just, wow, I can't believe it. But God, would you just give me one more? And I've been asking for one more ever since. I guess I should be asking for one a day. <laughs> one a day. That's like vitamins. and That's a great thing, you know, to win one soul a day. Oh, that would be awesome. I guess we're going to have to step up and start asking for more than we ever thought or dreamed or imagined possible because God is in to the impossible. And, you know, there's people out there listening right now that, that might not have ever asked Jesus into their heart. And all they have to do is ask. And right now would be a good time to do that. Yeah. Right now would be a good time to ask. And, and if you want to ask Jesus Christ into your heart right now, the Bible says we have to believe with our heart and confess with our mouth. And you shall be saved. That's the key right there. You have to believe it with your heart. And confess with your mouth. You have to surrender completely and totally to God right now. And all you got to do is pray a simple prayer. And it, it can be, Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. I want to be a Christian. The main thing is, is you have to mean it from the heart. Even the thief on the cross, you couldn't get a much shorter prayer than that. But Jesus told him, told him today you'll be with me in paradise. And what did he say? Remember me. All he did was ask, but he he done it from the heart. And that's the thing. And uh, <laughs> Peter, when he was out walking on the water, how about Peter when he walked on the water? He was started sinking. What did he say? Help. He, he said, Jesus, <laughs> save me. <laughs> and that's all you have to do is say, yes. Jesus, save me. And he will do it. He'll reach down and pluck you right up out of that miry clay and set your feet upon the rock and he will establish your goings. He will put a new path for you to walk on. That's amazing. Preach it. That's a good word, brother. <laughs> Amen. So, friends, if you've never asked Jesus into your heart, just cry out to him right now in your own words and just ask him to save you and he will do it if you mean it from your heart. Amen? Amen. All right. Waters of big trouble, children, step on in. Waters of big trouble, children, step on in. Waters of big trouble, children, step on in. Let Jesus heal your body now. Wash away your sin. Waters are being troubled, children. Step on in. There was a pool in Bethesda where they brought the sick and lame. There was healing in the water when the angel came. What Jesus did in Bible days, he's doing once again. Waters are being troubled, children. Step on in. Well, the waters are being troubled, children. Step on in. What is it being trouble, children? Step on in. Let Jesus heal your body now and wash away your sin. What
Well, friends, if you prayed that prayer and asked Jesus Christ into your heart, then we want to hear from you. Give us a call right here at 618-383-2107. And remember this, friends, Jesus loves you, and we do too. And this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn, and we'll talk at you later. Well, Fred, I like to close all of our programs with my testimony in song. At the foot of the tree. God gave me the lyrics to this, and I just started writing my testimony out. When God gives you something, it just flows like buttermilk, don't it? <laughs> it did. It just flowed. And uh, I had a songwriting partner that helped me with this, Tom Caldwell. He's a truck driver from Jasper, Alabama. And uh, I got my neighbor, James Caban, to help put this to music. He had a studio in his home, and we recorded that. And we used that for years. We used his recording, and then Dennis Piquet recorded it out of his studio, put it on Lonesome Road, Volume 1. And we've been using this version uh, for the last million or so. <laughs> what a great job Dennis did with this song. Yeah, At the Foot of the Tree, My Testimony in Song. Without hope, 18 wheels of lonesome at the end of the road. In my hand was a track the preacher had read, his words still echoing in the back of my head. I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past. Then I called his name This chance would it be my last Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Brokenhearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree Those 18 wheels are rolling Down that old lonesome road 
And I shared the good news wherever I go Yes, there's been a change I'm not the man I used to be And I tell everybody what's happened to me How I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past But I called his name This chance could it be my last Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree And I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I'd been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree Drivers, this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn, Lonesome Road Ministries, Church on the Road Radio, and we want to hear from you. Give us a shout. Our phone number is 618-383-2107 or log on to lonesomeroad.org. And if you can't give us a call, then just blow your air horn as you're driving by. <laughs> Keep it rolling. 
to tuck me into a ride Said I wouldn't be sorry Ah, but she was just a baby Hey, waitress, pour me another cup of coffee Pop it down, jack me up, shoot me out Flying down the highway Looking for the Tempo, keeping perfect rhythm with the song on the radio. 